Are you ready to go down the rabbit hole? The All Things Alice podcast will explore the cultural phenomena of Alice in Wonderland. Frank Bedore, the author of the Looking Glass Wars trilogy, is your host through a wonderverse of interviews from all types of creators as they chronicle the dark yet empowering reality of Lewis Carroll's fantasies and answer the question, what is it about Alice that captivates us still today? The All Things Alice podcast, available wherever you listen to podcasts. Hey, what's up, everyone? Welcome to Screen Smash Couch Soup's video game podcast. I'm your host, Dan Morris. Joining me tonight is Maria. Hello. Jake Brown. What's up, y'all? And Louie. Huh? Always doing visual gags, Louie. <laughs> well, that's only for the loyal fans. You want to see what I'm doing live? You got to come here and watch it on Twitch. No one cares, Louie. <laughs> I don't want to see. Oh, never mind. I won't promote it then. <laughs> All right, everybody. Welcome back to our first proper episode of Screen Smash since our little break. And tonight we have some great topics to get into. We're going to be talking about HBO new show, The Last of Us. Oh. If you guys watch this little show on never HBO. heard of it yeah yeah okay well we're gonna try and talk about it i guess if if you get maybe i'm the only one watching it uh we're also gonna chat briefly on the xbox and bethesda developer showcase that we got a couple of weeks ago and we're gonna take a look at something kind of an obscure uh topic on whether or not video games should be vaulted kind of in like the disney-esque sort of sense where they like store games away or movies away and then put them for whatever reason you can't buy them while they're vaulted but that's not where we're looking at this uh we're going to be looking at more whether or not those games should be remade which is a hot topic right now so i'm excited to get into that but first tonight we are talking about the new hbo last of us show based on a little game by a company called naughty dog and uh, i think sony was the publishers on that Anyways, we've just now officially had our the fourth episode of this show air on HBO last night. Uh, hopefully you guys have had a chance to check it out. And I wanted to go around and just kind of check your pulse on how you're feeling about this show. Uh, who wants to go first? I can go first. I love it. Dude. I think it's great. I think for a game, I, it makes me laugh because they were always like, nobody wants to see a one-one recreation of a video game. Survey says, wrong. So they absolutely do on that. And it's just, it's stuck to us the source material. And I think it's great. But they have made changes to it by going back into, you know, um, different parts of the story and elaborating on characters and adding things to it that, you know, weren't in the game, which I think is really nice because you get to see some backstory. My only concern is that I hope they don't spend too much time doing backstories and end up as the game, the show goes on, start rushing through the story to get through it and doing what Game of Thrones did, where it's trying to tie up all these loose ends before the show ends. That's my only concern with it. But I like it. It's good. All right. Yeah. I mean, to kind of bounce off of that real quick, like I, I kind of felt the same exact way Maria did. I was like, like they were moving along, which when we first started, like I thought they were moving along a little too quick. And then like, that had that episode three it was a really good episode but i was like i feel like it kind of stopped them and i'm like if they do kind of a an hour episode for each type of character or side story like that will they be able to finish the entire story because there's only have, like nine like, episodes right yeah, there's like there's nine only, episodes yeah. and you only have a certain amount of like major plot points you have left and i was like are you going to be able to get through like the entire winter 
in like one episode i was like i feel like that's something you need like at least two so like that's my only kind of like concern um other than that like i love like the one-to-one that they have the scenery is great i love the clickers the clickers are oh my god look just like the game and are just as terrifying even more even but uh no i'm full see the rest of it so two thumbs up all right pretty positive i love it i actually watched the damn thing i turned it on to do some chores in the background and just get a hint of what it would be like because i don't necessarily i I didn't feel i needed to watch it but once i started it of course you just don't stop um i haven't seen the fourth episode yet uh the third one i still am recovering from my dehydration jesus christ from the third episode yeah yeah that was uh, like like it it did exactly what i want these things to do which is it's it started it, it it pays homage basically by having certain scenes like direct absolute complete um comparison but then it gets into different stuff that we never got the answers to and that was, that was one of the things i liked about the game is that it doesn't tell you everything because that's how life is shut up sorry <laughs> but this show is giving the chance to give that a little more freedom so and I'm very happy with what they did in episode three. I don't want to spoil anything for anyone. Um, you know, the, if you compare it to the game, it was we missed out on some good action, missed out on some very, very funny banter between two people. But I don't care. <laughs> it was better than I thought it had any right to be. And I, I really, really appreciate not knowing what the hell is going to happen while still knowing what's going to happen. So it, it's it's one of the best things that i could think of interp- interpretation wise it's so damn good cool kind of different uh, but familiar in a way go ahead i'm sorry no i was gonna say i'm actually pleasantly surprised with the show i'm really much enjoying it um i enjoy it as it is a really really close probably one of the best adaptations of any video game to another medium in any form i've ever seen anyone who's followed me knows that i've talked on this subject a lot in the past about like We've talked about bad video game movie adaptations. We've talked about bad show adaptations. Um, and this is now officially one of the best versions of anything when it comes to a video game in the form of a show or anything else. I actually really appreciate what they're doing by giving us more deeply like dug down narratives in the world of the, the game because that's actually what I want from the show. Uh, when they first announced The Last of Us show, they said it was going to not be the story of the game. And then like a few months later, they're like, oh, yeah, we're going to do the game. And it was like, ah, well, you, you pulled a fast one on us. We thought you were doing something different. But anyways, I was really excited for the notion of getting like stories within the universe. And now that it's doing a little bit of both, I kind of like it. And to your guys's concern about the story going too fast over the course of nine episodes, I wonder if they might try to stretch it out beyond that like a second season will maybe they're not going to keep just the first game to one season i don't know Uh, i'm not i'm not really concerned because the problem with uh the the game of thrones was that they didn't know where they were going and then things started to take off and shape their own stuff this they know where they're going they know what they can change they know what they can adapt that's why game of thrones seasons one through four were so perfect and then ah, (laughs) and that's why this one so far is starting off so perfect because you also have the original people involved so i'm not worried at all about where they go i'm more concerned 
that it stays as good <laughs> as it is. Sometimes it's, it doesn't do that. And, uh, it's please. a little too good to be true. At the Keeping moment. that quality <laughs> yeah. level up there. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that's a very good way of putting it, Maria. Yeah. But for sure, the sorry, the uh, like the clickers for sure were fantastic. And there's going to be a bloater at some point. We know it. It's going to happen. I can't wait to see what that looks like on screen and how brutal it's going to be. Um, Louis, once you get caught up with episode four, there's some good stuff in episode four. Um, We're not going to get too deep into this. If you want to get a real deep dive on The Last of Us, you can check out Couch Soup's other Watching Now podcast, The Rest of Us. Little shout out to our friends over there at the Rest of Us podcast. They're doing weekly deep dives on every episode every week, so you guys can go check them out uh, when they air on YouTube on Wednesdays. But anyways, moving us along, something a bit more bigger in the gaming space. We just recently got the Xbox Bethesda Developer Diary Showcase. I'm like, I forgot the wording exactly, but anyways, it was basically xbox's first version of a direct kind of like what nintendo and playstation have been doing for a long time me personally i thought it was excellent i loved that i think that was like really great and i wanted to see what you guys thought of that presentation i'm going to start it with louis i didn't see it how dare you (laughs) this is is the one that oh my god (laughs) do you at least know what was discussed um, well, okay. So Jake and Maria kind of filled me in a little bit about it. Um, I, from, from what I heard, there was only a couple of things that I thought would be kind of, I would be interested in, but the rest of it just, it doesn't really get me. Like I, I didn't, I don't really care to be honest. I, I, I hate Minecraft. No one doesn't know that. Uh, Forza <laughs> racing is fun, but racing is more fun with friends and Forza is so like just just as as realistic as possible my my brother-in-law loves that kind of stuff me i i play games to not be real i want to be a ninja with a sword so <laughs> you know I, I i didn't really there wasn't much there that would have excited me except for maybe redfall and i just want to know what hi-fi whatever is all about oh i've got but, lots of things to say about hi-fi rush don't you worry i know you, i know you know that one because <laughs> because you you've been playing it and uh unfortunately i haven't had the time to and i just like like those are the ones that I would have been interested in, but I can also just go to you for it. So I'm like, I'd rather talk to my friend who knows it and who knows me and is going to skip through the shit I don't care about. So <laughs> that's that's what I have to say about that. I just wasn't interested. Well, I would have liked to hear what you thought of the actual presentation itself. But since you didn't actually watch it, I'll suffice for your takes on the games. Um, now I'll talk myself in for this. Um, so I did watch it. Um, you know, like overall, like I think it was actually it was pretty good. It wasn't like the best, but like no. I, I, I think one of the things I loved about it was it was very straightforward. It wasn't very gimmicky. It wasn't like we're gonna have a celebrity here to talk, I don't know, nonsense about some game or whatever. Like they got straight to the point, and that's what I love. They're like here's the developer, here's the game trailer, whatever. That's that's what I want. Like I, I don't want any gimmicks. Um, I like. Dan was saying, like, I know you're real happy about uh, Hi-Fi Rush. Like, that game is actually really fun. I've played it. I've gotten a few hours into it. Um, definitely gives off Sunset Overdrive and Jet Set Radio vibes. I love both of those games. And so, like, as I'm playing this, I'm like, oh, my goodness, it feels just like it. Um, one of the best things about it, I think, is how everything, like, the environment in the game is moving to a rhythm. And that's so awesome. Uh, other than that, like, Redfall looks pretty fun. I don't think it's a game I'll play by myself. 
I think I'll definitely want to play it with friends. And as far as Minecraft goes, I haven't really made up my mind on it. Uh, like, do you guys know if it's just PvP or is there like a survival type mode that you can play? Or I don't know that high, uh, the developer diary on it was very PvP focused. Yeah. Uh, so it's hard to tell, honestly, if it has a single player mode. I'd have to maybe do a little bit more digging to find out. But the idea of playing it with friends sounds fun. Mm-hmm. Yeah, but... It gives me uh, um, my, the Minecraft one reminds me of uh, uh, Dragon Quest Builders a little bit where it's kind of more like you build your town and you kind of go on little adventures and stuff like that. And I kind of like that game because I find Minecraft is kind of pointless to me. Like I don't want to build a house and farm for no reason. (laughs) So yeah, I I like the idea of Minecraft. I thought it was kind of cool. Um, And that hi-fi game, Jet Set Radio to the rhythm. Yeah, it looked cool. And the fact that they like released it right there and then, you know, like the game were like, here's a game, you can play it, you know. Nice. Well, I like I said, I have lots of thoughts on this because a, I love Forza. I'm really excited for a new Forza game. I I don't know what it is, but like I get really into those car simulation games, and I get really deep into the career mode and playing them. Seeing the new version, of course, because car games usually are like they're those uh, showcases for what a console can do. It's just like uh, sports games, almost like every new console generation there's a new sports game to cut or like a new sports game or a new racing game to highlight what the system can do just like playstation got gran turismo 7 so i thought that the deep dive on forza was really cool because i'm excited for that i enjoy those things the minecraft legends was a little more flat to me and it's like yeah i'll probably give it a try because it'll be on game pass and all the friends to play it with um redfall has been like on my list of upcoming games that i'm excited about for a while since they originally announced it and i'm even more excited after watching that deep dive uh eso i've dipped my toe in a little bit here and there so it was interesting to see more on that um and then the the hi-fi rush though like that to me was just the big show stealer it came out of nowhere no one knew it was coming surprisingly it didn't get leaked and when they were showing it off, I'm like, this looks really cool. I love this animation style. The gameplay looks fun. It looks like Devil May Cry, but to music. And it's really lighthearted and snarky with all this anime style to it. And then they were like, boom, it's dropping today. And I'm like, no fucking way. Yes. I, I'm like, I'm like, I even watching the trailer, I was like, I don't know how long it's going to be before this game comes out. And I'm worried I'm going to forget about it by then. So when they were like, boom, here it is. I was like, great and I, fantastic and i've been playing the game since and it's a blast it's super fun it's getting a lot of positive like feedback across the board that to me was just the best thing they could do with that shadow drop of that game they definitely need to do more shadow drops like that in the future that'd be awesome yeah i really yeah, hope sure. there's more of those i think that's the best utilization of game pass as a service too that they're just sure. like boom here's this game and I mean, Christ, like Hi-Fi Rush is only retail $30. That's its normal buying price. But I think they should do stuff. There's a lot to it. Like, I'm just thinking with game releases, they should do more stuff like that because sometimes games are, um, you know, they're announced far too early down the road. road, And then by the time (laughs) you actually release the game, you don't give a shit about it anymore. (laughs) Because you're just so bored of hearing about it. So, yeah, doing that kind of like, here's a game, have it. You know, it's kind of amazing. They should do more of that. And I might actually watch a show if they did more of that because I think them award uh, release things are boring. So, 
<laughs> but I highly encourage everyone to check out Hi Fire Rush if you can. The game is super fun. Um, and it, the best part about it is it's a rhythm based game, but it doesn't require you to be really good at rhythm, which I'm not. So that has actually been making it that much more satisfying for me to play because I'm not great at rhythm, but I can enjoy the game. The writing is fantastic. It's super funny. I love the style. So good. I can't say enough about it. It's a rhythm game. I'm out. It's a rhythm action game. (laughs) (laughs) But you don't need. (laughs) Says the the guy who got like obsessed with uh, Guitar Hero. Yeah, I'm good with. I love that. Don't worry. (laughs) And it's got a really cool soundtrack too. Like I'm actually playing it, like waiting for the next uh, Nine Inch Nails song. I'm like, I want to see what part has Nine Inch Nails to it that I can jam out and beat up baddies to. But even the that makes more sense. The few rhythm games that I played was the Rayman Legends with the Black Betty. The song levels. Yeah. <laughs> Those were yeah, great. I was just kind of like, I was like, oh my God, please. <laughs> it's amazing. I have to show that level to people like every time. I'm always like, you got to see this and how awesome it is, like how good it feels to play. But yeah. No other thoughts from you guys? No. How dare you? How dare you? I'm not allowed opinions anymore. Right, Maria? <laughs> you're a lot no, of opinions you're just not allowed to scream in your microphone <laughs> yeah, no, that's an a, opinion some, they're good games coming out i mean it's uh like forza's been the lead of racing games for a while now like i was a big fan of gran turismo and then they seem to have shit the boat with you know that lately <laughs> so but yeah no i really do like forza and uh redfall is that looks interesting i've kind of lost touch of redfall when it was first announced and then i you know um i've been hearing bits about it but i don't play video games because i'm a loser but um, yeah, but I've seen it again. And I was like, hey, it actually looks pretty good. They got that vampire. I've seen there was that vampire pack thing coming out for mm-hmm. it, like a DLC thing. It's like, yeah, sign me the fuck up. I know another. That was my first F bomb with the stream, by the way. Okay, keep track, keep counting. That's one. <laughs> I, I want you to know I only did it once, I swear. <laughs> there is the topic of Round Redfall since that trailer dropped about the online connectivity going on where it's apparently you have to be online always, even during single player. So uh, real quick, I just want to see how you guys feel about that. Like, does that, is that an issue? Should that be something that gamers should be concerned about? I don't think so. I don't think it's right nowadays you're always on the internet. And I, you know, I play destiny a lot and I, there's very few times that it gets disconnected because I'm not online. So I don't think it's really, it's nice to have games that are offline to have that freedom, but I feel like we're so connected these days. I don't think it's really a concern, but I mean, yeah, it's, it's kind of both and both really. Um, yeah. It doesn't bother me. The possibility yeah. of you actually needing, I don't know. Like the only way I can think of it is like if you're camping or something and you have like a generator or something and you're playing, <laughs> and you shouldn't be playing games to begin with. Enjoy freaking nature. But... If, you, if you're going camping and you've took your Xbox with you, you're on the wrong trip. Oh, yeah, I take my <laughs> Xbox everywhere. I don't care. You take your Switch. I can see where it's an issue or a concern when it comes to people who either a live somewhere where internet's not a great option. Like most, there's big parts of the world where internet's not a constant thing. Where I don't know. I've had internet and a connection to my consoles for the last 20-ish years. Uh, and then on the other side of it, it would be kind of like the the game preservation argument of what happens down the road if the servers get shut down and you want to play the game you yeah, know, by yourself, single concern. player. Yeah. Like, is that going to be a problem or are they going to patch it where they'll you 
download a patch and then it goes offline and then you can just play it without the connection. I, mean, like, I feel like if this was maybe like 10, 15 years ago, I can see that being more of a concern because hmm. I like I do remember like at some point, like when I was in high school, like my family didn't have Internet. So I was sitting over there. <laughs> I literally had my Xbox 360 hooked up, propping outside of my window to get connection to a neighbor's house that had <laughs> the Internet. <laughs> and it was real spotty so like sometimes it's real good sometimes it's like oh no um i mean you know like i said that's like 10 15 years ago like nowadays most families <laughs> have internet so it shouldn't be that big of a problem like yeah, i i kind of understand where it would be a problem like i i, I don't know i'm i'm, I'm kind of like what maria was saying it's it's i could see the good i could see the bad with it like i remember back in the days when i had to log on to a game on my phone with internet to be like yeah i want to play this game and then i wouldn't touch it until i got on the plane because you couldn't use it unless you were telling it from the internet i want to play it now i don't need you i remember that shit, and i used to hate that and now it's kind of universal so it's not too big of a problem for too many people but like you were saying dan that can be in a place where there's not a whole lot of it or it's the one cracker barrel in the inner city and I don't live there. Like I, I can see that absolutely ruining a person's experience if they just want to experience something like like that. Unfortunately, yeah. I think we're in a place where now we kind of accept this is an online game. That's all it is. And this is a non-online game and I can enjoy it. Mm -hmm. So how many yeah. people do they want to reach, the company themselves? And yeah, to touch on what you know Dan was saying with the fact that once the servers are down, you lose that game. That is a true risk of a lot of games that are, you know, like Overwatch 1 is gone now because they don't, you know, it's shut down and stuff. And like, I know um, Team Fortress is under threat because they're like, we don't want to update it anymore because it's been a free game for a long time. And so there's a massive fan community that are like, we love this game. Once it goes offline, it's gone sort of thing so um yeah i get it from both sides can we just have our games and own them please yeah that would be great i want to emulate my game have and enjoy the things we love mm. oh god stop bleeding our money out of us please thank you that that's not gonna happen well i mean i guess it comes down to like games more and more nowadays are designed from the ground up to be multiplayer experiences whether it's pvp or pve or anything in between that all requires infrastructure, that all requires networks, that requires servers. You can't have those things without that. So mm. just the way they're building the games to be played makes it an inherent flaw that you can't have one without the other. Like Destiny. What's Destiny without online functionality? You know? Halo. <laughs> yeah, single-player Halo <laughs> campaign. You had, you had that in a holster. You were ready. <laughs> I need it. I need to do my one today. <laughs> Drop that bomb. All right. Before we move on to our main topic, we have a little word from a sponsor. Oh, good God. Hey there. Are you tired of having a weak and boring face? Well, here, why don't you give this a try? Drew's 100% not bathwater beard oil. Pen pending. Here's a free sample. Now your dumb face has a beard that Bigfoot would envy. Look at that chin armor. Look at it. This thing can file your tax return. Pick up that pet poop on the ground right there. It's even bullet. 
one. Proof. Look at this. Nothing. Do a Superman pose. Yeah. Just remember to reapply every 30 seconds to maintain your hypermasculinity. Use 100% not bathwater beard oil. Is a 100% not bathwater product that has not been certified to even exist. Keep out of reach of women and children. That's not a sexist thing. That's just the weird stuff happening. That we can't get into liquid right now. Product may or may not actually be real. Match. All right, I told myself we were going to just straight move on as soon as that was done. But since it was our first skit, I can't not. <laughs> that was so funny. <laughs> I'm sorry. I, I was trying not to laugh. I can't not. No, that's amazing. Uh, yeah, I was sitting here okay. like the whole time. I, I, okay. I'm watching you guys laugh and I'm like, I'm not going to not laugh now. Now I, I don't want to be the weird one out. <laughs> Merch. Merch. That, was, that was me, by the way. So um, this yeah. is part of one of our things that we're trying to do with this show going forward is doing these comedy sketches i did it again sketches so this was our first one that we put together which is kind of a big inside kind of like spoof on couch soup and how we know drew and we made this ridiculous edit of me my weak and boring face <laughs> um so yeah that was the first of what we're gonna start doing in the future most of them are going to be game related but we'd like to do more uh stuff that's just funny and ridiculous for us to kind of cut to and have these ridiculous little segues like that. We're having a lot of fun coming up with ideas and um, we've got some other fun ones already made and I can't wait to show you guys. <laughs> we've been sitting on that one for a long time. That's awesome. Oh, man. <laughs> what happened to the beard? Where's your beard? It, <laughs> it was so perfect. Uh, he did, he did, I didn't reapply in 30 seconds. Masculinity. Yeah, that's the problem. You need to reorder, resupply. <laughs> all right guys so now we're going to move on to the main topic and discussion tonight and that is should games be vaulted and again just to give a quick little idea the whole idea behind that is whether a game that is really really good should be left alone like people aren't allowed to touch it and remake it and if you think it should be do you have a pick do you have any ideas of what games you think are you know so good they should never be remade. Um, there's so many avenues we can go with this discussion. So <laughs> is there anyone who wants to jump into this topic head first? Um, I'll go. Um, just jump so, in, Jake. Don't no, tell I me mean, you're so, going. No, no. So like I can say yes <laughs> and no, because it's just a never ending struggle of so many choices. Um, but I'm going to give an example of something I feel like should be vaulted yeah. and not be messed with at all. Uh, so, I'm going to have to say Banjo-Kazooie for the Nintendo 64. Um, and yes, before you say it, I am aware that it has been ported to other systems. Um, it's ported. I mean, but it's yeah. not like remade or anything like that. Mm -hmm. um, so, so like for me, like when I play this game, it's almost like digging up a time capsule. Because uh, like that was my favorite childhood game growing up. And there's like everything from like the world to the music, to these characters, everything about that game just like blew my little mind. And uh, I really don't think I would want that messed with because I don't want it to tarnish that memory I had. And I'm, I'm kind of looking at Banjo-Kazooie nuts and bolts because <laughs> I feel <laughs> like that was like their version. Um, so like, I, I, don't, I don't know what you guys kind of think about that. No, I kind of agree. I mean, there are certain games that are a product of their time, mm -hmm. you know, and I don't feel mm -hmm. like a, a remake really benefits of it. Um, it doesn't really add anything to it because I'm also going to go for the uh, N64 and my one I'm probably going to get shot for because I'm going to say <laughs> GoldenEye. Oh, <laughs> so, very interesting. Yeah, because GoldenEye is it's not a terrible game, 
But the reason why it should be vaulted is because it's very much a product of its time. And, you know, it was one of the first games on the console, well, not on the console, but it was the first first person shooter on the console to bring that four player split screen multiplayer, you know, home environment thing to it. And it's just, it's it's a janky game. It's got terrible controls. It's just not the best, but it was just that home experience of having your friends over and just all shooting the shit out of you and everything. But the thing is, if you remade it, you'll take if they remade it and improved it, they're going to take away the jank <laughs> that made it called nine sixty four. And so it just it kind of is going to kill. It, it, I don't think it's going to stand up to first person shooter games of now. You know, because to make it. Um, stand to the test of time to match up with things like quake and doom and doom 2016 and stuff like that they're going to have to change it so much to add all those things that are making these games successful today change it so much it won't be GoldenEye anymore and also it's a movie adaptation for a movie that no one gives a shit about so it's just like it's very much the product of its time how dare you maria how dare you no one gives a shit about it GoldenEye is the best bond movie GoldenEye. But yeah, I just think I I I feel like it should be available for consoles. I know they just released it for the Switch and the Xbox, um, and it should definitely be put there for that. But as like for people to keep it alive and play it and realize how shit it actually was, um, but as as actually remake, nah. I mean, leave it alone. Let it be shit. Let it be. Let it let it be a lesson to our children to go. This mm-hmm. is what we had to put up with. This bullshit. You play this. Stop complaining about your new games. There you go. Yeah. I can echo that a little bit at least because I had just actually played the Xbox version of Goldeneye that they put out and I, I love it for what it is I love it that it's still the original game but it has the tiniest little improvements to make it playable now but like mm. you said if they tried to release that as a new game it wouldn't hold a tooth to the giant yeah. maws of you know the modern shooters that we know and love today but I enjoy that I can use both analog sticks to aim and shoot in the game. It's, it makes it much more enjoyable to play. Right, yeah, rather than that fucking thing that I yeah. had. Yeah. That was. And even now, if you go back to play GoldenEye it, now, you're like, wow, this plays like dog shit. I don't remember exactly. it sucking. So, exactly. Right. It, the game sucks. So let it suck in its own vault. I can't I can't hold a controller, much less think of how they would bring it. Um, <clears throat> I, I'm in a weird place when it comes to remakes and stuff like that. I know we've discussed this. Like, I, I don't believe in purism. <laughs> I just don't. Because then, oh, so you believe that the only Romeo and Juliet that exists is the original, as in the one that Shakespeare was alive for? That's how stories work. We have to eventually have them told again. But when it comes to certain experiences, certain film can only be shown in its entirety from where it was recorded. So like Maria is saying, she said it perfectly that it was made at a time that it came out for what it was. I mean, uh, the Wii redid it, and it was a great game when they redid it, but it wasn't the original. And yeah, nobody cared. <laughs> unfortunately, <laughs> unfortunately. Um, yeah. And so, like, like you know, like, like you can you can get into how you know a thing is tarnished by your memory of it or not. Like, like what Jake was saying, but the the thing is that like I I. It's not always going to be made for you the next one. The problem that I have is that they don't always maintain it for what it was worth. If a film or a story or a video game are redone in a correct way and they got all the mechanics down so that they actually work the way they were supposed to, even if it's updated, then it works. 
Unfortunately, that's really freaking hard, especially when you have idiots that are just like, you need to make it more explodey and that's going to make it better, right? Like then they screw it up and that's where you get horrible, horrible renditions. So I, I'm, I'm in a weird spot for that. I don't think any game is too perfect that it should not be attempted to be remade. I don't think any game should be like, don't touch it, it's fucking perfect. Um, second F-bomb. <laughs> <That's two. laughs> FX2. Yeah. F's in the chat, everybody. <laughs> Maria's throwing them on stage. <laughs> now, I think uh, for me, I, I actually think there's a few games that I think do have the... Uh, the legs to stand on to be vaulted as it were. Um, but also a lot of those games, I wouldn't mind seeing a remake if it was done properly, you know, games like the classic Zelda Ocarina of time, which I think is a f- amazing game. Zelda breath of the wild, I think is one of the best, most perfect games ever made, but it's also, even though that game is now six years old, it's still perfect. Like there's still nothing wrong with that game. And I can't imagine how you would improve on that because the art style and the, the the visuals are so timeless. And that's kind of like when you watch an old movie and it just, it stands the test of time. Like for some reason, even a movie filmed, you know, like 80 years ago still looks fantastic. And it's like, how did they do that back then when they didn't have the technology that we have nowadays, but yet this movie looks incredible. And you could say the same for certain games, but that brings me to the other thought of I think there's lots of bad games that should get remade to make them mm-hmm. good. <laughs> yeah. So or, or give us the ones that we were promised in the first place. <laughs> yes, exactly. <laughs> cough, cough. Uh, That's I don't why know if, I don't watch any trailers because then you're never disappointed. <laughs> I don't know if you had any a, a tangent plan for this part, Maria. <laughs> <laughs> she always has one. Planned. But no, in our in our pre-show, like, discussions we had talked about this subject and maria was like yeah like aliens colonial marines like yup <laughs> like that's the perfect example of a game that was so bad yeah it should get a remake it should be redone to make up for and everyone who bought the original game should get that new version for free and not just a remake <laughs> give us the fucking game that we were promised you know, right. what the like trailers just, had in it don't, yeah i mean you, you're telling us that there's all this cool stuff is happening and that's not what you gave us so you you owe us a redo on the game that you sold to us but you didn't deliver to us you sega yeah sorry oh never mind right. <laughs> and louis because you sound well that was <laughs> that was uh gearbox right i think gearbox developed that game yeah, and like probably. they were the ones that fucked it up, right? Like right around the time they did, were doing Duke Nukem Forever, which was also another massive pile of shit. <laughs> yeah, any game that has the words "infinite" or "forever" behind it is going to be a pile of shit. I'm just saying. <laughs> Halo. <laughs> but that's another good part of the like argument it. is like, is there any game that's so good that it's untouchable? No. No, I, I, yeah, no, that's not how stories work. <laughs> they gotta be retold. <laughs> but that's, I, it's in a different context. In a video I, I, game I, I, format. I know what you mean. I know. So. Like, I mean, there I mean, are games you can... that are great. Sorry. I mean, there are games that are great that are like, I love them to death. Mm-hmm. But to say they cannot be remade or they shouldn't be remade, I don't know. It's just there's always room for improvement. And just because you can't see it in your head doesn't mean there's someone else down the road that doesn't go, 
that could have been improved. Mm -hmm. It's just, there's always going to be room for improvement, no matter how, like, I really feel like Uncharted should have had better voice actors because they kind of sucked. You're, you're, you just want him to, to watch and this. This is the last time Mario was ever on that the That was show. straight up just right? throwing salt. <laughs> just to... that's, that's not true. You know I love that game. <laughs> Jesus. <laughs> See, like, 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 for example, like the way that you can dismount my whole thing or disassemble, Jesus, uh, my whole thing is like Tetris. Tetris doesn't need to necessarily have much added. They have tried to add stuff. They've tried the fourth dimension te Tetris in VR, for God's sake. And it was great. It was fun. It's a new experience, but it's still at, at its core Tetris. So, but then again, to my point with that is that it is being redone for a newer system. You're not running the one that you used to run on those screens this big mm. on your cell phone on a PS5, but there is a version of text, uh, Tetris on PS5 for God's sake. So, as and that goes into like, you know, other games that aren't being uh, uh, resold and stuff like that. I still want to play Parasite Eve and I don't want to do it illegally sony so sell it to me please i don't want to have to download emulators you dinks but anyway well, and this is, this that's well, like, as long as games are being remade they're they're staying alive you know yes, more, yes. and they're being made available to newer players newer systems and new and to be mods and things and so if we never remake games people are never going to play them because people can re they'll play the remake and be like this kind of sucks i want to play the original and then they'll go oh this is actually pretty good so, you know, it's 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 a way of just keeping it fresh in everyone's mind. So, see, look at me being fair to the community. I, I wanted to go into this topic of discussion very heavily reinforcing the idea of, like, old horror games shouldn't get remade. But I've been constantly proved wrong over and over and over again with fantastic horror game remakes. Because, like, I'm a diehard old school Resident Evil fan. I love Resident Evil 1, 2, and 3 and what made them great to me, which somebody who didn't play those games back in the day thinks they're terrible i like tank controls i i can't i can't deny it i think tank controls are stupid but fun i like them <laughs> but we got the amazing resident evil 1 remake we got the even more amazing resident evil 2 remake now we've got the dead space remake like horror games are perfect for remakes because they could always make them better even though they're different from the originals yeah yeah like, like I was saying, uh, talking to you earlier about, like, I, I recently got the new Dead Space remake. Just the controls alone are so much better than what I remember the original Dead Space being. And, like, I, I feel like that's such a win. Uh, like, I even think they they changed the controls to more of a modern Probably. feeling. Because, if, correct me if I'm wrong, I don't know if you remember, but, like, I think running used to be, like, LB or L1. It sounds right, yeah. Like, in this one, like, it's the left stick. You click it like most games mm -hmm. nowadays. And, like... I, I oddly enjoyed it. I mean, there is uh, there are games that I don't think should get remakes, like games that came out six months ago. <laughs> well, that's a, even, that's even a, six that's years a ago. Let me let me get to it. It's on my list. I promise. That's an yeah. ongoing just narrative that that's we have the, of yeah. like how we don't agree with games that are less than ten years old getting remakes. Yeah. Cough. Cough. <laughs> Yeah, yeah. Don't, don't say it. <laughs> <laughs> but no, I think any game should should be potential for remakes. You can't protect everything, yeah. you know. Now, remake versus remaster—that's a different discussion that we're not going to get into here. But like, 
a remastered version of a game that's less than 10 years old. I get that, you know, especially a game that came out on like the 360 and PS3 generation. And it's like, oh, it's just there. Now just give me a port with like some smooth resolution. I'm good. Like I have no problem with that. I play remasters all the time. But to remake the game entirely uh, and change a lot of what was the core experience, that's a whole different discussion. Uh, I think if I had to choose any game, there's a game that I think would... I don't know if you could remake it and maintain its core magic, and that would be the original Donkey Kong Country from Super Nintendo, which is something that Jake and I that, love yeah. that game. I so love good. that game. If you did the, let's say you gave Donkey Kong Country the Link's Awakening treatment, where they completely redid the entire game but kept everything the same, mm. I, don't, I still don't know if it would do anything. I, I don't think I would either, to be honest. Because I love those old graphics on the Donkey Kong uh, Country with the the Super FX chip. It was mm -hmm. one of the first games that had like that fake 3D back in the day. Mm. See, but but the the good thing about that one is that it is constantly being updated and for new systems and stuff. I was just playing it the other day on my Switch, so that 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 one is still being brought to the forefront. Oh, you're talking about Even ports of an old game. Yeah, yeah, that's but, different but, but, though. But like. Well, yeah, no, no, no I, I know, I know, but I'm just saying that, like, like at least we can still play original Donkey Kong, right? And so, like, like when when you tell me like games that deserve it and stuff like that, automatically I think of games that I can't just easily obtain again. That's why I keep mm. on going to like, like one of my personal favorites, Parasite Eve. I love that game. I just can't get it anymore unless I find an original PlayStation and an original cartridge and I get the memory card and blah, blah, blah. See, blah. now I, I just, think that's uh, a bigger issue with Sony and their backwards compatibility problems that they like. They were like real big on backwards compatibility through the PS2 generation and then at the start of the PS3 generation. And then they're like, nah, we're just going to stop. And they're kind of hmm. sort of bringing it back with the PlayStation Plus, And now you can download digital versions of some, some games. of them. Yeah. 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 But it's really limited. I mean, that's kind of like what Nintendo is doing with the switch online. So it's like you get this restricted library and it's like, eh, I guess kind of sort of. But if you don't own the original, like I have this giant stack of PlayStation one games behind me that I can bust out and play whenever I want. That goes back to the, video game preservation argument. This actually makes me think, I just read this article about, there's apparently a uh, emulation program being developed for Xbox that'll let you yeah. emulate Xbox 360 games on an Xbox One or Series console. So you nice. can uh, potentially allow you to play every single Xbox 360 game ever made on the current generation console. That, I think, is amazing. Hmm. That would be pretty good. I read that like, as well. That, that sounds so good. I'm all for that, especially if it keeps like all the, the Xbox features like... intact. Oh, yeah. Like achievements. <laughs> Heck yeah. Because yeah. I have a I lot of I... Xbox 360 games that I can't play unless I play them on the 360. Yeah. So so, so I, I guess that the only thing I'm like, just to kind of get through my own head, yeah. um, I, I just automatically when I hear uh, as the topic is games that deserve it, I don't think of games that I can get to right now. But that's really interesting to me because I'm just kind of like, okay, now thinking on those kinds of games, what would I want? I can't say Final Fantasy VII because mm. that's, that's a good one. I like it, except for some of it. Just I guess the core of the original statement comes back to this idea of should a game be vaulted because it's just it's such a good example of what a good game is. 
and we mm-hmm. want to keep its essence of like this is this should be a, a record for all to to use going forward like does that have headway does that make sense to try that to i can agree about with. it that way mm. yeah absolutely that, that like you can't remake the shining that's a perfect movie that the way it was done cannot be redone because now there's laws against that shit. <laughs> so we can redo that. Is there's definitely going to be other other games that you can do that with too, I believe, uh, but do make them readily available for people to to play the magic and experience it for themselves. Yeah, and it's also, you know, games to be vaulted that are games we learned from and games that were kind of like the cornerstone of that games learned became better from like you know golden eye and some yeah. of those old games it's like you know they should be put into a glass case and just being like you know this is this is a game that started a generation type thing yeah. and but not to misconstrue the notion of this game should be unplayable for the future oh no no it's they just, should it definitely shouldn't be, be it shouldn't be allowed <laughs> for people to take that game and redo it and like say oh we're gonna rearrange and redo everything it's more the you're not allowed to do that, but you can still play the game. We want video game preservation. We want everyone to build up like Louis keeps using Parasite Eve as an example. That's a perfect example of a game that you just, it's impossible to play now if you don't have the original game and your only other option is to emulate it. And, yeah. and that's illegal technically. <laughs> yeah. Like I'm okay with like, like evolving it like sequels or, Stuff like that. Like I'm fine with that. I'm happy with, have ports. That with multiple yeah, things. Like I have bought Resident Evil Four more times than four, mm-hmm. <laughs> and I'm gonna okay. buy it again when they do the remake. And I can't wait to play an updated new version of Resident Evil Four yeah. because I effing love that game, and I can't wait to play it in a new form and all the great things that Capcom does when they remake a game. Yeah, they they have been proving themselves. I will admit that. Like yeah, I wouldn't want it to die with that generation of players because like there's always new game players, there's always new people introduced into gaming. So that's why we have like a million new Mario's every year that I don't understand how they're still making them. <laughs> but like there's always money to be made and there's always players to dive in and experience for the first time. So like I can see evolving. But for sure. And then like with you yeah. know, games now that are being modded and stuff, it's just keeping the game alive, like you know, Quake. Quake could be remade into the get the Doom 2016 treatment, but it's just like, well, it's alive because there's modders making maps for it and doing stuff to it and stuff. And I don't, I mean, I don't know. It's one of those like it has a benefit and it doesn't have a benefit. So it's like, well, just keep games, let people play their games. We do need to wrap up, but that actually makes me yeah. think of now where I just saw the Legend of Doom mod. <laughs> that would, if you don't know the Legend of Doom mod, somebody recreated the original Zelda game in Doom and it, what? It's like the perfect mashup of Zelda and Doom together. <laughs> so it's a first person, like you run around with a sword and shield, just like in Doom, and you're going through the levels of the original Zelda game. And I'm like, that's awesome. Like these modders, man, and what they can do is just oh, insane. You know, something you'd like, Dan. You know, um, someone recreated the mansion from Resident Evil 1 as a Doom map. <laughs> nice. Wow. Yeah. Of course. <laughs> it's like, of course. It's it's crazy, but yeah. Uh, but yeah, I think this is a, a, a we could have this conversation for the rest of time and never really come up with a good answer. Ultimately, there's really good games that don't need to be remade. And there's really bad games that maybe they should be to kind of rectify the situation. But anyways, 
Uh, that's going to do our, for us tonight here at Screen Smash. Thank you, everyone, for listening and joining with us tonight. Thank you. Good night, Maria, Jake, and Louie. We'll see Bye. you guys all next week. Bye. Bye. See ya. You haven't even paid me from last time. I haven't watched Halo either. I'm going to summarize Halo Season 2 based on the Watching Now Halo podcast from Couch Soup. This is going to be fun. So Chief could be crazy. (laughs) Cortana's had a facelift. We're a bit mixed. Quan and Soren's story is really boring. Is is it over yet? Reach is f***ed. Reach for the stars. You all are gonna die. Spartans have a new leader called Ackerson. More like Dickerson. Apparently McKee is alive? She didn't die on screen, so she's probably not dead. Key's definitely not dying. Right, right, right. And the flood is coming. Is the water on this planet? What do I know? You should be listening to the Watching Now Halo podcast everywhere. Podcasts are available. Where's my money, Drew?